Greetings, Sci-Fi Universe. Owen Cotter here. Join me, your host, as we discuss all things geek chic and out of this world on Sci-Fiction Radio, your galactic transmission portal to all things science fiction and beyond. This is Owen Cotter of SciFiction.com. Joining us on today's show is voice actor and director David Soboloff. Welcome to the show, David. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing well, Owen. How's it going? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Now, for people that may know you, and you've done a lot of things over the years, a plethora of characters, to be honest, spanning animation, video games, TV, and films. Uh, what What are some of your recent characters that you voiced that you're, some of your recent projects? Just curious. I just worked on the uh, the Bumblebee movie and the character of Blitzwing. Uh, okay. It's quite a, a great scene toward the beginning of the movie, and I hope people have enjoyed that. And I'm also in the Alita Battle Angel movie that just come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, and I, as I was just saying to another interviewer today, the um, the character was named, but I haven't seen the movie yet, so I'm not sure if they kept the same name in the credits. So I'm not going to say what the name of it is, but kind of a law enforcement unit, kind of like RoboCop. Doesn't okay. have a human doesn't have a humanoid form, but he definitely you'll see him throughout the movie. He he's uh, enforcing the laws of the place that they're in. He sometimes interacts with the main characters, so it's a cool part. Uh, definitely something that you're traditionally hearing me do. You know the uh, right. the villain the villain the heavy. Very very cool very cool. Now you've also you've got this Bumblebee film that recently came out. You char- played the character I believe called Blitzwing. Could yeah, you tell us tell a little that. bit about that character, what, what he is? He, he's, he's a seeker, meaning he has a job to do. He's got to go and, and find uh, Bumblebee. Uh, okay. I hate to spoil it for those who haven't seen it, but we're kind of far enough out. I'm sure right. a lot of people have seen it at this point, but he um, he's in pursuit. He's in pursuit, and it's a very strong, uh, aggressive scene. And mm-hmm. for those that have seen it, and I kind of talk about it without giving it away too much, my my feeling in there was that it was almost like a feeling of vengeance, a feeling of betrayal. And although that might not have actually been part of the plot, um, mm. we put that in to give him some emotion. You know, you can scream and yell and just be loud and be aggressive, but that isn't that interesting. Right. I wanted to add some juice to it. So I kind of tried to take it personally, make it personal. And I think that added a little more excitement to the scene. Wow. Wow. Well, you did a really good job. Now, I believe that that transformer is a Decepticon and it's a triple changer, isn't it? In the cartoons, at least. Yeah. Um, this is, again, a realm of uh, the, the realm of the people that write this and create this more than the voice actor. But, you know, my feeling, it seemed like in the film, he changed twice, but he's, mm-hmm. he's triple changed in other places. So, I mean, you guys okay. can sort that out as fans. I'm not really sure exactly how you define it. I just think of his emotions in his character. More than right. the actual, you know, physical physicality of it, right? And you, do you, just curious, you talk about the fans. Do you, you do a lot of these conventions? I believe. Uh, what are some of the things that the fans have, you know, really enjoy from all your work and everything? I guess Bumblebee. Well, or? well I think oh, the the part. Well, they like the Bumblebee, and I think also uh, Grodd and the Flash has been something okay. people really enjoyed over the years, and. Um, the Arbiter has been big for some reason. The um, You never know what's going to be popular. Like, you'll do something and you'll think, well, it's done. And then years later, people come back and they remember it fondly and, and it means something to them. And, and that particular one, the Arbiter in Halo Wars, seemed to mean something to people. So it's great if you mm-hmm. can make an impact like that. That's really cool. Yeah, that was a great, great game as well. Curious, just what was your gateway into voice acting? I mean, I believe you've done some theater as well. I mean, what was your gateway into all that? I did some theater back in Vancouver, and an agent uh, heard me and just said, come do villains. And 
you're always, you know, when you're starting out, you know, I, I wasn't even knowing that I was going to go into voice acting, but you find it's almost like it found me rather than me seeking it. And you find where you can make a living. And at least for me, you know, that, I didn't, money isn't the, is the prime thing, but you want to be able to do what you want to do with your life. And if you're lucky enough to be able to do that, you grab the opportunity. And in the arts, I had been doing French horn playing. I toured with an acapella group singing. Mm. I tried lots of different things. And that's where people you know, wanted to give me a paycheck. So I started doing it and then uh, just really enjoyed it and stuck with it. It's been over 25 years I've been working as a voice actor. Very, very cool. Now, you, you've also done a ton of video games. Just what are some of the memorable game characters people might know you from over the years? Uh, people know me as Lobo quite well um, over in Injustice. Okay. That's fairly current. Doc, Dr. Fate as well. Uh, Asmodan in Diablo. There's been something people have responded to as well. Um, those are kind of the biggies in the last few years. I've done about 80 games now. Oh, wow. I'm just curious. Are you into gaming at all? If so, have you ever played one of your characters that you voice? I mainly see them on YouTube. I'm just okay. recently getting into gaming, um, learning how, how to even use a controller. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I grew up, you know, I'm a little older than people realize, I think. And it literally, when I was a little kid, was Pong and Space Invaders and Centipede and stuff like that. Um, mm. con controllers hadn't even been invented. So when I was a kid in the age that you would sort of, sort of normally get into that, it didn't exist yet. Uh, and it's something that sort of came about in later years. The first game I ever did was about 80, uh, 98, 99. It was just at the point where they had the technology to put a large amount of voice in a game. Mm. Uh, and by then, you know, I was well in, into adulthood and I, I think obviously people get into it as an adult but i think it sticks more if you start as a kid right right so you've been doing the games for a while another topic uh there's talks about uh, of a new continuation of the original 1987 robocop and for people that may or may not know you did the voice of the leave of the animated robocop on tv yeah. Uh, what What are your thoughts on them doing a new film? And uh, if Peter Weller's out, would you be up for doing voiceover or some cap motion capture or something like that? Or oh, I, I'd love it. I don't know if they'll call me, but I'd love it. Um, I think uh, it's it's an iconic franchise. It's something that hasn't been visited in a while, and I think people would respond really well to it. And I think I think it'll do really well. Right, right. It was a great. You did a really good. It was your RoboCop, I believe, was more of a comedic type for the animation. Yeah. It was different. It was very, very different than the others. Uh, it, it was uh, really all comedic. <laughs> I did the serious <laughs> part. Of, there was occasionally, like as they say, a very special episode where things got serious. But for the most part, it was it was funny stuff and uh, an unusual take on it. Right now, did you do you do you, you watch any cartoons when you were younger, or did you you were you kind of like comics or anything like that? Or when I was a kid, I was kind of I, it's almost like it skipped a generation with me. I like the really old Mel Blanc stuff for the forties and fifties, all the old Warner. Oh, nice. And those were still on when I was a kid. They they put them together in the um, Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour on right. CBS, and so I, I'd be watching those as a kid. I grew up in Canada, but luckily I grew up near the border, so I could get the stations from Detroit. Oh wow. So you you got a lot of a lot of stuff you've been doing on the grid, Alita, Bumblebee, and all this. You have any upcoming things in the pipeline that you could mention? You know, it's um, it's the the hardest thing interviews as voice actors that you often have really exciting, fun stuff coming up, and you're under contract to not talk about it. Right. Um, they're really. If you interviewed me a month from now, I might have three more things I could talk about, but I can't <laughs> right now. There's a possibility I can sort of hint at this because it has been hinted that there'll be more grod on the flash coming up, but I can't really say much about it yet. 
it's going to be awesome. a surprise when it happens. Well, that'd be that'd be great. That character is awesome. The DC awesomeness. Well, you voiced and directed so many characters over the years. Are, are they just curious? Are there any words of wisdom or advice you could give for individuals like aspiring to get into like or further their career in this field of work? Yeah, just learn how to act. You know, for me, there are a lot of actors that approach it with a whole bag of funny voices. And right. if you're doing mainly comedic stuff, that's good. But even Tom Kenny has told me as SpongeBob, there is a story behind everything. It's not about just doing a voice. You have to be able to act to tell a story believably, to live mm -hmm. truthfully under given imaginary circumstances. And do that, you need a little bit of acting training. So if you're in a small town somewhere, if there's community theater, that really helps. If you're in a slightly larger place, uh, taking the acting lessons is great from somebody that's been there, somebody who's worked on it before. And doing theater is good because it makes your performances bigger. Doing improv classes makes your performance bigger. And then when you get into the studio, much easier to bring it down as a director than to build it up. Mm. Bear, that was a great answer. Wow. Well, you, you've done all this stuff. Uh, just just off offhand, another topic. You you when as a kid, you had mentioned that you watched a lot of Bugs Bunny and you know Warner Brothers cartoons and stuff. You've got a lot of these modern day things. Like they're not as comedic like as your version of RoboCop. They're like really gritty. The the medium and and like video games is even you know in all this overwhelming you know stuff in the cinema has become kind of dark. What do you think the modern trend is? going to happen in the future what would you like to see for the future of just the medium of all the things in general well, what i'd like to see and what is actually happening might be two different things you know i think okay. uh, the future is shorter um form content there's a lot of people that want to see two three five minute things on youtube mm -hmm. and the, and even 10 minute things i work on uh, ben 10 as well we haven't talked about that yet but that's comedic right uh, the the care i've had the, the character upgrade and i'm going to be working more on the vin ethanol the vin diesel spoof that i do and you'll be seeing oh, cool. more of him as ben 10 continues and that's a 10 minute show uh mm -hmm. 10 or 11 minutes and that's going to be i think the, the standard uh i think people want escape and they want fantasy so there's going to be pretty much what we've had before you know a lot of comedic stuff and definitely the superhero trend seems right. to have no end in sight so that bodes well for me because most of the stuff I do is superhero based. Right. I just have a quick question. Do, do you, did anybody in your life ever kind of like that, that you kind of aspire or use as a role model for your work during, uh, you know, during your, your voice recordings and things? Well, when I was a kid, you know, I, I definitely Mel Blank was the voice, you know, back mm -hmm. in the day. It's not the kind of work that I do, but the fact that he could do so many different characters, you know, I finally learned, um, you know, I run into people like Frank Welker. Uh, he's an mm. amazing talent uh, that worked on Transformers Prime. Um, people like Steve Bloom. Uh, the current people I look up to now uh, versus people that I knew when I was a kid. I didn't really know who their names were. And most right. of it was the one I was mainly watching the oldie stuff anyway, which was mostly Mel Blanc. But uh, just the fact that you can create so many worlds with your voice. And the way right. I approach it now is not with voices, but with characters. So a lot of the characters I play have fairly similar voices. But I think you're going to hear the differentiation and, and, and hear that they're different people. And learning to do that, uh, it always helps when you get somebody better than you in the booth, you know, as good as you are better than you. And I've been very lucky, especially with Transformers, to have that. Totally, totally. And you've done so many great characters. Wrapping up the show, just what are some website links, Twitters, or social media outlets where people can keep up and follow your work? You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter uh, with my last name backwards, at Boldobos, B-O-L-O-B-O-S. And that's my main social media, those two places. 
Okay. Well, our website, sobelob.com as well. Um, if anyone wants to uh, perhaps consider uh, taking some lessons, I do that as well, remotely on Skype, and uh, even demos for people that want to get into the, into the business. But, you know, that's not the main focus. It's just a side thing, but it's there if anyone's interested. Very, very cool. Well, David, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show, man. You take Great care. To talk to you too. All the best. You too, man. You've been listening to Owen Cotter with SciFiction.com. For more great interviews and pop culture coverage, please check us out on social media at SciFiction on Facebook and Twitter and SciFiction.com on Instagram. SciFiction.com, envisioning a positive future.